0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Greetings and welcome inside Hour 3 of The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, Thanks to Denny Hamlin for stopping by with us last hour. Really just an an enlightening, a thought-provoking, a different kind of conversation we had with him as he talked about many of the different situations going on with NASCAR now. President Trump's tweet from yesterday, the Confederate flag controversy, where NASCAR is headed. You know, Doug, that's one of the things, you know, that I always loved about radio and certain things is that you get surprised constantly. Not where I thought our conversation was going to go with him, you know, the museum conversation that we got into and you guys talking about it, but it's, it's, like I said, when you get to the enlightening aspect of things and you think this is how things are supposed to go in this country, it always surprises me And, and you know what, listen, radio is is the best place for stuff like that to come out. It doesn't come out in many other places.
2: No, it, it doesn't. I, you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I I, did Colin's show the day after the Drew Brees interview that he ended up having to apologize for. And I don't know, he just, I, I the one thing I, st- I still don't think we're there yet is you and I, we're, we're getting, we're pretty good at it. But is the ability for us to have an actual conversation about things, right? It's, we're in the, and, and I actually really understand many people who are protesting who want to be heard, right? Like, I want to be heard. I get it. You know, whether it's in a relationship uh, or whether it's at work or whether it's in how your country is run or how your police treat you or where your tax money goes, like, you, you, you want to be heard. You feel, you know, part of, What we've been able to do with social media, you know, Instagram and selfies and whatever is, you know, that that people can be made to feel more important than they really are or a bigger part of the discussion than they really are. Right. That's it started with message boards. Now it's with with Twitter and Reddit where you could you can be part of a discussion on Twitter where somebody who you like and respect or maybe you don't tweet something out and you can, you know, respond to them or quote tweet them and be part of their life and their world. We, we make people feel mostly artificially that they're more important than they actually are. Then they realize they're not actually that or they're not being heard for what they're saying and they react as such. Um, but part of being heard is you also have to be a listener. You just do. You got to be able to listen. And I, I think sometimes that that really is still missing.
1: Well, and this is something that obviously we need Deshaun Jackson to subscribe to after what happened with him earlier today. I said we had two big stories out of the NFL coming your way. And the first one involves the Eagles wideout, who over the weekend put a couple of posts on social media that have him backtracking now. Uh, Put one quote up on his Instagram account that he attributed to Adolf Hitler in which it says that white Jews will blackmail and extort America. He also went on to quote from Louis Farrakhan, very controversial uh, leader of the Nation of Islam, who has been derided as being anti-Semitic. Uh, he went on to, after he was getting a lot of blowback from this, obviously he said, listen, I have no hatred in my heart towards anyone. And he, you know, he put some emojis up there saying, I'm the, you missed my, the point of my message. Uh Deshaun Jackson, you know, we talk about it for, for for many of us. Hey, it's time to listen. You heard that from Drew Brees, heard that from many other people. It's time for Deshaun Jackson to listen. Okay, let's let's realize that you quoted somebody who perpetrated a genocide. So let let's let this is where I want Deshaun Jackson to sit and say, I need to listen. I need to listen and because I gotta understand that what I'm trying to put out there, I I, I want to, oh, okay, now I get what went out there and why people think the way they do. Maybe I start to think a little bit differently. He's a guy that needs to listen.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not very smart. (laughs) There's nothing you're going to convince me that a guy that posts that is, is particularly bright. I I, look when you're, when you're Jewish, you do have a tendency to run into not necessarily even anti-Semitic thoughts, but uneducated on what Judaism actually is and actually believes Uh, I mean, I could I could tell you stories, many of which are not appropriate for radio. But do I think that makes uh, Deshaun Jackson the worst human being on Earth? No, it doesn't. But I do think it makes him somebody who um, is easily able to be manipulated. And it's, again, probably the downside to social media. I don't know where he got the Hitler quote. It's not a real quote. Uh, It's a fake quote, which is what. Flies around the Internet. And, you know, if if I was to if I was going to see something that's a quote and I've, I'm sure I've made this mistake before with Facebook or whatever, you see something. Well, OK, now you maybe Google search it and find out if it's a real quote. And oh, yeah, by the way, if it's something that says the word Jew in it and it's clearly anti-Jew, you might want to actually take a breath and think twice before posting it. So I, I just it just strikes me as a dope. And I don't know, like, I can use, you, you know, the, the, you can't suspend people. I don't believe for what they think it's for their actions. You know, it's one, one of the things you're not going to change how every person thinks, but you can, you can prevent people from whether it's racism or, or discrimination, you, you can't discriminate from who you hire or how you treat people, et cetera. So, I don't, it's, look, it's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation for him today with Howie Roseman. He's going to play dumb and act like he did, didn't know. I didn't know it was fake. I didn't know that it was anti Jew. I was, I thought it was an inference to something else, whatever, I, you know.
1: I, well, you I, can't say, I, I didn't know it was fake. It doesn't matter. You still wanted to attribute a quote whatever. to Hitler. I mean, it's, 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 I, I mean, who does, who
2: do. honestly does that? I, I don't, Doug, I, I can't tell you. you know, Who not like, know, who goes like you know what hitler said once like yeah i don't know yeah. like probably time to not quote hitler i honestly ask i would ask this question do do you know that hitler ordered the murdering of 6 million jews 10 million people overall like is even his own people like do you do you know that so i i i would guess that deshaun jackson doesn't know doesn't make it any better but i would say a lot of this is just ignorance and it also speaks to this Black people can be racist, too. OK, black people can be homophobic, too. Black people can be anti-Semitic, too. It can. And my guess would be that it's the it, there's the same percentage of 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 people and maybe more so. May, and sometimes people are made to feel this way because of how they're made to, to to feel. Right. It's like, you know, women are paranoid over what a man's doing. Well, maybe that's because the woman's been cheated on repeatedly. Right. Like that. That's actually a possibility. Um Black people don't trust white people. Well, Matt, maybe because of how they've been treated by some white people or, you know, we all have dad issues, right? Maybe that is how you parent is based upon the flaws of how your parent parented. So again, I'm not giving them a pass. I'm just telling you as a Jew. Yeah, it bothers me. It ticks me off. It, I'm, I'm glad that it exposes that Louis Farrakhan is not somebody that I would you start quoting Louis Farrakhan to a Jew and they're done. We shut down. We're, we're done. We're not not listening. He's anti-Semite. We're not having a conversation. Um, so, I mean, and 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 what people don't know they're walking into. It's it's this is really this is a little bit like the Hong Kong thing uh, for me as people talk about the Palestinians. Again, I know too much because I've actually lived in Israel. I spent much time there. It's not just being Jewish. So, you know, like, look, the, the difference between things that happen here and things that happen there or our perception of, well, if you're for freedom for all black people, you should be freedom for all black Palestinians. Like the well, Palestinians, the leadership doesn't want just freedom. They want all the Jews to be pushed into the sea. There's a the difference yeah. there. So there, there's so many different levels to conversations which you might want to have. You might not want to have. I, I think Deshaun Jackson showed himself to be a complete dope today. I'm sure there's going to be a substantial backlash. It's not the, the, it's not a smart thing that he's done, but I also think it exposes either some of his real feelings or the fact that he's not smart enough to, to to understand you should never be quoting Hitler and probably not quoting Farrakhan in in regards to the Jews.
1: No, there is something that, look, I don't know a lot. I want to pretend I'm one of the great minds of our generation. You know, certain times I think everything I say is so incredibly interesting. But I know that the two things don't do, whether you're an athlete or anybody else, don't compare anything to World War II or 9-11. Stay away from it. Just stay away. Compare it to other things. If you want to get a point, but if you do that, it's not going to go well for you. It will, there's not one person that I've seen make that analogy where I can, where they can go, yeah, and, and I was right. and I, made, I walked away from that and everything was fine. No, those are two things to not make analogies to. Just stay away from them. And by and large, uh, you, know, you, you should be able to navigate things and navigate life. I, I, I really don't get it. I really don't. Yep. Uh, but one thing I didn't get and I get now, is the importance of going to a liquor store if you want your next great NFL big story broken. As as I said, the two big stories today, look, Deshaun Jackson, we got into that, that's developing, we'll have more on that coming up in a few minutes. And Patrick Mahomes' contract with the Kansas City Chiefs, it was agreed on yesterday, uh, shortly after Doug and I got off the air here, uh, a new mega deal extension that could keep him with the chiefs through 2031 could be as worth as much as 503 million dollars now before we get to the ins and outs of this thing uh this is why a liquor store is very important a liquor store employee in kansas city a day ago uh was the person who broke the story that Mahomes was signing a big contract extension. A a woman named Katie Camlin, who is the manager of Plaza Liquors in Kansas City, tweeted out that a Chiefs employee came into her store to buy a load of champagne for a big celebration. She said, quote, uh, he said there's a big signing today. He said it's not Chris Jones, so my guess is it's a Mahomes deal. An hour later... Adam Schefter had the story, hey, big contract coming for Patrick Mahomes. She tweeted out, "Oh blank, I scooped Schefter. Hey, please come buy your liquor for me uh down here at Plaza Liquors in Kansas City." So, first of all, Doug, I love the fact that they had a conversation about Chris Jones, right the front, Oh, so Chris Jones is signing today. I mean, that that that's so that's so awesome that this was the first part of it and then it became about Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yeah. Um I think it's fa- I think it's fabulous. I I it's one of my favorite parts to Midwestern cities and their sports teams. You know, it's just so much more important there. It just is, you know, that uh, uh, and and, you know, maybe I I downplay uh, uh how if people in Los Angeles, if they know who the general managers and other front office people are. But I would guess that they don't. Right. I would guess that Rob Palenka or Tom Telesco or, you know, you 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 pick what front office guy walks in to pay for his gas or to buy something from a liquor store. And people actually know who he is in Indianapolis with the Colts and with the Pacers in Kansas city with the chiefs in Oklahoma city with the thunder. Like in these places, the professional sports team is everything or the college sports team is everything. And something I actually, I mean, it's one of my favorites. It was one of the reasons that I wanted to get away to go to college. I grew up in Southern California and you could be, there's plenty of guys that were great players at USC and UCLA, that people don't now look the all time greats. Obviously, the the Leinerts, the Carson Palmers, the Reggie Bushes. Um, you know, you go back even previous generations, and everybody knows who those guys were. But um, it's it's not the same, and so that's what it strikes me about Kansas City, which is it's the closest thing to a college town that that anybody can uh, can have.
1: Yeah, and he's also turned Kansas City now into even more of a heritage franchise in the NFL. Like look, like when we talk about who are the franchises that 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 move the needle? Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots, right? Patriots weren't always a move the needle franchise. Even though they were in Boston, they were a team that look, how much do we talk about the Patriots before the year 2000? Hardly at all, right? They got to the Super Bowl, they got there once, they get there once every 12 or 13 years. Okay, great. But now the Patriots, with Bill Belichick, are that team. Just like the Dallas Cowboys. Just like the the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now the Chiefs have become that because now they're going to be that part of the conversation for the next decade, or allegedly most of it, having Patrick Mahomes, because the guy's 24 years old, he's got a Super Bowl, he could get two or three more because he is that good, and suddenly the Chiefs are becoming the new Patriots in that now, when you talk about teams that, 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 that move the needle and, and influential teams and coaches and everything else, the, pay, the, the, the Chiefs are going to be that team now because of locking up Patrick Mahomes and having him for as long as they're going to have
2: Yep uh look the the one thing about the chiefs thing that's a bit interesting to me is it's a little bit long and it's a little bit light on money early now he's going to get um a ton of money once this thing becomes real you know it's like 104 million or something um in in the, the first 15 months or whatever of the the that the contract becomes real but it's only 63 million i guess over the first 3 years And that equates to what Teddy Bridgewater is making. And Teddy Bridgewater was a free agent. And as much as we can say, hey, Pat Mahomes was still under contract for two years. Let's just be honest. um, The fact that you kind of slow roll into the contract is very, very team friendly, very team friendly. And um, being team friendly. um, Is a is a good thing. It, It does speak to how he loves Kansas City. He loves playing for Andy Reid. The whole thing is is and I think you know the the length of it, the size of it is is to help Lee Steinberg out, right? And to, and for the Chiefs to have his rights essentially forever. And Patrick Mahomes makes plenty of money, money that he'll never be able to spend. But it's honestly not as much as he could have gotten, especially uh, or or gotten a shorter term deal because salaries, especially for quarterbacks, aren't going down. And he has a skill set to which. He should be great for a long time.
1: Yeah, they'll wind. At, look, at some point they'll wind up having to renegotiate it because it'll get Ye- to the point year where. Six. Yeah, oh, Patrick Mahomes is so underpaid now. Look, he's only making forty million a year. Look at some of these guys. Look at Sam Darnold's contract. He makes fifty-eight million dollars a year. So that'll wind up getting renegotiated. Uh, you know, to me, the the big thing is that I always thought this is the way quarterback co- contracts are going to go now. Here's Kirk Cousins, who got three years from the Vikings, and he got every dollar guaranteed, right? The first big contract he signed. I thought, okay, this is the way things are going to go now. Every quarterback is going to say, no, no, no. It, it's going to be a contract, three, four, five years, but you are guaranteeing me every cent of this money. And that's what I thought it was going to be. I said, when, when I heard Patrick Mahomes, I'm like, okay, he's going to get, you know, 40-some-odd million dollars. He's going to get $200 million for the next five years, something like that. And instead, I saw this with not – Obviously, the contracts, not everything is guaranteed. You're going to see renegotiating there. But I was surprised that this was the contract. I thought for sure it would be tons of money guaranteed. Over a short period of time, it turned out to be the exact opposite, almost like this is a throwback deal to a deal. You know, we we, we had gotten, you know, five and seven years ago from the top rated quarterbacks in the NFL. Here's a 10 year deal for Aaron Rodgers. You know, here's a you know, here's here's a big here's a big long deal for another quarterback. And it's almost like this is a throwback to another era. Here's 10 years and 400, 500 million with with different things guaranteed and potential renegotiation at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, it's. It's I look. It's going to be interesting. There wasn't an amount, and you tell me if I'm wrong. It wasn't an amount which they could say you pay. You pay Pat Mahomes like that's too much. Yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> right. The, the, the question is question is, will they be able? They have a very young team. They return twenty of twenty two starters. Chris Jones right now says he won't play unless he gets a new contract. Chris Jones still under contract. Um. So we'll we'll, we'll see what it does to the rest of the roster. But Pat Mahomes is a stud. He feels to me like the football version. Of, of Steph Curry on so many different levels. Now he's rewarded with that sort of contract and, and we'll see if Kansas city can make this into a dynasty. The last two years, it's felt like the beginning, uh, but we've seen these type of things start with such a flair before and then flame out. We've only seen one real Patriots and uh, th- that hasn't been replicated in terms of consistency and success. I-, I guess with the exception of the, that, that six year run for Andy Reid in Philadelphia.
1: Twitter at how about a fresca Doug at Gottlieb show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, we'll have more on these stories coming up next. What's the reaction around the league starting to weigh in on Deshaun Jackson, on Patrick Mahomes? Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Two big stories out of the National Football League and more to get to. We have Deshaun Jackson, his incendiary posts on social media. We have the Patrick Mahomes contract. We have the NFL wondering what kind of plan that uh, the players wonder what kind of plan the NFL has for the coronavirus and joining us now on the hotline to break it all down senior NFL reporter with Yahoo Sports it's Charles Robinson you can follow him on Twitter at Charles Robinson or I assume Charles our NFL insiders going to really start hanging out outside liquor stores now because that's really <laughs> where all the big uh, scoops are coming in now after Patrick Mahomes
0: yeah if you if you this gives a perfect snapshot of how difficult it is now. I, I I remember one time Adam Schefter saying like you know, how difficult it is you know nowadays because break, breaking news comes from literally everywhere in the NFL. Like it's unlike any other sport where you you cannot predict where people are going to get their news from because as you said you could be in a liquor store people you know drop in to buy six bottles of Dom P. Next thing you know you know Pat Mahomes is getting a big extension and everybody else is. Uh, is scooped on it. So yeah, it was uh it was pretty funny that the the liquor store employee. Although I will say this, that was a guess. It wasn't no, but they didn't break it. We we even even at Yahoo we wrote, Oh the liquor store employee broke the they didn't break it. They guessed it. Come on. I could guess it I could have guessed guess what? I broke the Pat Mahomes story six months ago and I said they're gonna sign him to an extension this off season.
2: Um okay what do you think of the actual deal? Um I think I actually look when you when
0: you look at the whole the totality of it, it's a ton of money. The salaries all vest like a year before the base salaries. I mean, look, it's a, it's a it is a strong deal. But I, the criticism I understand, is that it's not tied to the salary cap, you know, percentage. And and the reason why you see people who are being critical of it is because the agent community is extremely critical of it, and that's because everyone has been waiting now for a while, a couple of years, for. The quarterback who has the right leverage to then get his deal signed, you know, it it tied to a a percentage of the salary cap. And this, this was the guy. Like, if anyone was going to do it, there was a time where we thought maybe Aaron Rodgers was the one who was going to accomplish it. They, they took a swing at that, trying to get it tied to the salary cap. And the Packers were just not having it. It was never going to happen during the Rodgers extension talks. And, so it sort of was like, all right, well, when Mahomes comes up, and then especially after the Super Bowl, it was like, all right, he's going to break the wall, like for sure, he'll be the guy who gets the quarterback deal side, you know, you know, tied to fifteen percent of the cap or whatever it is. And then when he didn't, you know, it didn't happen, that then to the Asian community becomes the big L because it's like, okay, when is either either a club is going to have to make a massive mistake with a lesser player, but the guy who had the most leverage in the world didn't land the deal that could have changed quarterback contracts forever. And so, you know, I, I, to me, I kind of understood how it was going to be reflected on in the agent community, just because Pat Mahomes is a guy that frankly, over 10 years may be worth a heck of a lot more than half a billion dollars um, in salary to the Kansas city chiefs. Now that said, you know, for it to be signed now, that's a lot of money that's going to go in the guy's pocket. He's going to make a ton of money outside of, you know, his, his base, you know, NFL deal. And, you know, I kind of get it, you know, he's getting a ton of money up up front. I mean, we're talking about, I think it's like $140 million, um, you know, that's going to roll right up to the front of the deal for him and invested wisely. (laughs) Pat Mahomes could end up being a billionaire before this is all over. Yeah.
2: It's it's crazy. Um, The 12 years is really long. That, that feels like uh, that, that, that's the part that I've been told by NFL people like I wouldn't have done a 12 year deal. Um, yeah, is that is that that is that Lee Steinberg's win so he can say he's got the biggest deal ever and and this is I'm Lee Steinberg I'm back. It's
0: I look I, you can't discount Pat Mahomes' role in this. Okay, like I, I you know people are kind of banging on hey it's a long term deal. I remember okay so when Tyron Smith cut a ten year deal with the Dallas Cowboys okay as a left tackle, it was a bad deal like it was a bad deal because you're like this dude's going to be worth so much more. Than the 10 year, I don't know, I think it was like $120 million that he signed for. And at the time, it was a banger. Like, it was like, wow, that's a huge contract for a left tackle. Um, but you knew over the length of the deal, this guy's going to far outpace, um, the money in this contract because he's just going to be a better player. Chances are, Pat Mahomes, if, if what we've seen in the snapshot of the last two years is where he's going, he's going to far outpace it. I think part of it is Lee Steinberg, um, you know, and Chris Cabot doing the deal that worked for the team, worked for their purposes, you know, as agents. But at the end of the day, Pat Mahomes is the one who signs off on it. Like the kid absolutely played, you know, played a part in this deal. And, you know, I kind of asked people around the organization about him and they're like, you know, he, he wanted this. Like this was the kind of deal that he wanted. He wanted that security and, um, he liked where the number was and you know, it's something that, that made sense to both sides, but you're right. I mean, 10, really 10, 12 years. I mean, when you look at the totality of the tack on aspect of it um, is a monumental win, I think for the chiefs. And I, I will say this about the salary cap deal too. You know, no one knows what the caps is going to look like next year, you know, g- given what's going on with the NFL and the lost revenues that are probably going to happen. So I guess technically if you have a, a, a cap percentage deal and the cap rolls back next year, that could significantly impact the next, you know, five, six, seven caps in a row building on each other. So um, it's, it's an interesting deal, but I, I think the chiefs did the best they possibly could here. And, and I, I think, look, are we really going to complain about, you know, somebody signing a $500 million contract? I mean, that's a massive amount of money for a guy who can do a lot of work with it. Now.
2: No, no, no question. Okay. Um, you mentioned he's getting, getting all that money, that escrow account becomes real uh, upfront. Uh, but in terms of the, uh, the chief's actual cash off their salary cap, it's not a ton in the first couple of right. years. So uh, if I'm Chris Jones. I go in today, right? Like I, I know you have money the next couple of years. Uh, they have returned 20 of 22 starters how can they best position themselves for when that money does hit the salary cap in 3 years
0: uh draft well <laughs> like i don't there's no the problem with a deal of this magnitude anytime you sign a quarterback to what ends up being a max deal you you got to kill it in the draft cuz you're going to have you're going to lose pieces like it's just the reality and and yeah if i'm chris jones i i am in the parking lot right now basically saying like okay if there's a time to do this. Let's get it squared away right now. Um, but I, you know, there's no way around there, every team that you talk to. Um, it, it's such a double edge. I remember when the Russell Wilson stuff came up about, Hey, maybe Russell Wilson potentially getting traded to the Browns for the number one overall pick when Baker went. And, and, you know, those were very loose conversations that did happen between John Schneider and, and John Dorsey. And I, I asked someone in the Browns organization, like, why do you think that the you know the Seahawks would have ever even thought about entertaining like even a, even a loose conversation over beers and he said to me look when you when you sign a quarterback to a, a big deal which is where Russ was going at that time you start to do the math in your head and go okay well if we move Russ there are like four defensive players that are stars right now that we could start to get contract extensions done with them right now and you know pats going to put a pinch on the roster like there's no doubt and they're going to peel away there's a ton of talent there And if anything, this is probably a win for a lot of other NFL teams because, you know, there's free agents of magnitude on that team that that are going to end up having to be, you know, let go down the line. Some of the young guys that are stars right now, other teams are going to get a shot at them free agency. Senior NFL reporter
1: for Yahoo Sports Insider Charles Robinson with us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Now, uh, the other big story today, Charles, obviously Deshaun Jackson, who is under damage control right now after posting an anti-Semitic quote he attributed to Adolf Hitler, also expressing his admiration for Louis Farrakhan, whom the Anti-Defamation League has identified as anti-Semitic. What's your reaction after seeing this story and and, and seeing
0: it break this morning? I mean, the Eagles are in a tough spot because they kept Riley Cooper, you know, years back when Riley Cooper was caught on, you know, a video using a racial term that frankly should have had Riley Cooper cut in two minutes. And if it happened today, um, he would be cut in two minutes. This is, I, there are a lot of people that are looking at this right now and, and you know, whether it's executives, you know, I'm sure there are some coaches who are looking at this. There's a lot of people on the outside who are saying, hey, this is textbook anti-Semitism. And that's pretty clear that this is someone who should be cut now. Like whether he tries to backtrack or I don't, I don't know. Look, even if it wasn't a quote from Adolf Hitler, if you thought it was and you think that that's <laughs> yeah. you know the right person to carry the message that you want to convey, um, that's going to get you cut <laughs> in most places. So you know, Jeff Lurie. I I went, you know, and spoke to to someone inside the Eagles and I said, hey, when Riley Cooper was kept, I said, who who ultimately made that decision? And he said, look, it was Lurie. Like Lurie had the final call on keeping Cooper. Lurie's going to have the final call here. And he's frankly, you know, and this is me talking here. I think he's a little bit boxed in because if you keep them, it shows that, hey, you're, you're consistent. You, know, you, you gave Riley Cooper the opportunity to work his way out of something that was really bad, so you're giving Deshaun Jackson that same opportunity. But times have changed. Riley Cooper does what he did back then now. He's cut in two minutes. And, and what Deshaun Jackson did, you know, the terminology, how he approached it, the, the fact that he sort of tried to explain it in terms that I don't think make a lot of sense, it's it's going to be rough for him and and this is a little bit of a litmus test about you know i guess what teams find acceptable and what they don't and there are going to be a lot of people i think that are going to be upset regardless what whatever decision the eagles make on this it's almost impossible for everybody to be happy
2: I mean, jeff laurie's jewish isn't he i mean i know how he roseman is i mean yeah, yeah it's a, yeah. you know and like deshaun jackson i mean just in play obviously can still run always hurt but like they brought him back, even though, you know, his reputation for who he hung with off the field, you know, was was one of the reasons they got rid of him the first time around. So um, I and I know that that was Chip's regime and and whatever. But still, I it is it is fascinating. Um, I, I just it, it it strikes me as one of the dumber things ever done by a human being <laughs> on, just, on, I, on so many levels on so many levels.
0: Yeah, it's just, I mean, like, it, the problem is it's, it it brings into focus, you know, um, a lot of the talks that we're having right now about racism, what's acceptable, what's not, you know, what's, you know, some people call it a cancel culture, but, you know, what, you know, certain people say certain things are going to get cut right away, and this is, this is sort of a weird litmus test about, hey, is it acceptable for some people to say some things? rather than other people to say some things. It's, like, it's just sort of like, is your standard black or white, you know, and, you know, for lack of a better term, or is there gray? And, you know, if there's gray there, then you got to explain what that gray is and exactly how that works. You can follow him on
1: Twitter, at Charles Robinson. That is at Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter and insider for Yahoo. Charles, as always, thanks for taking out some time with us here this morning. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.
2: All right. Take care, guys. All right. So what do you, what do you, what do you think the Eagles do?
1: I think they're going to have to cut him. I, I think they're going to have to cut him because I, I understand the first thing that people are going to say is, you kept Riley Cooper. I get it. I, I, I get it with, with that because that's going to be – already Riley Cooper is trending on Twitter with along with Deshaun Jackson. But it's a different world than it, than it was three years ago, as Charles said. You, you can't seem now willing to say well, this type of racism we can try to look at or this type of racism we can we can tolerate because we kept a guy before for saying it. I mean, once you get to that point where you're tolerating it, it's it, 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 it you get down that slippery slope of okay, well then there's acceptable forms of racism I, I, I think the Eagles are going to have no choice but to cut him. I, I, I really don't I, I don't see how Deshaun Jackson survives this. Story. It may take a little bit of time and maybe this strategy is going to be let's get out there publicly and Jeff Lurie, you know, you know you wind up meeting with Deshaun Jackson. Here he is. We're setting things up for him where he's going to go meet with people and talk about it. And, but I, in the end I can't see how with with the with with the way we are now in this country as far as not tolerating racism and ending it that he still winds up with a job uh, after this is all said and done.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know if they'll cut him right away. Um you know, y- you may let it play out and then cut him later. I, I don't know. Like obviously if he's, if he's still on the team by end of business today, then you probably, you know, somebody else will napalm, somebody else will implode between now and when the football season starts or whatever, if we eventually even have a football season, who, who knows? Um, I don't know. And I agree. I actually totally agree with you in terms of it's that it, we're at a different place. Uh, But Riley Cooper, there is a video of him dropping N bombs, talking about his own teammates on stage at a Kenny Chesney concert, like that was. But look, here's the here's the thing to remember, okay? When that happened, that was, and even though it was Howie Roseman's call, that was one of the death knells to Chip Kelly in Philadelphia in that locker room. They won twenty games his first two years, Mm -hmm. and but Chip's different, and Chip got rid of a couple of guys that. Speaking of which, you know, Deshaun Jackson, who he thought were bad guys and they they he wanted it. And that's the crazy thing about the Howie Roseman thing is like Howie Roseman, when he got he when he returned to power, he brought back a lot of the guys that Chip had gotten rid of or he empowered people that Chip had taken away their power because that's what Chip had done. And Deshaun Jackson is just one of those guys. And then to kind of spit in his face and tweet and and put this on Instagram, uh, you know, it just is the dumbest thing ever. It's like asking to be cut.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really I do I always I always want to see a way forward, right? And and it's and it's not just everything is, is this or this, but if if you keep Deshaun Jackson, let's just play this out, right? Say the the Eagles decide to keep Deshaun Jackson, suddenly now this becomes bigger than football. And, you know, you've seen President Trump weigh in on NASCAR and the Redskins and the Indians and everything else past few days. And it may not be President Trump, but it'll be other people who are going to want to. And this will get bigger than football. And it will be how does he have a job when, when we're, we're talking about all the different things we're trying to do to fight racism in this country where he puts out this tweet and talking and, and and freely attributing the quote that he thinks to Adolf Hitler doesn't matter whether he was wrong with it or not he he want he attributed a quote he thought was from Hitler it's not like oh i thought it was from somebody else it turned out to be Adolf Hitler no i thought it was Hitler when i was it. And, and to be able to have that out there this gets bigger than that and and i know the eagles will probably try to wait it out and see which way the wind blows and say well how big of a uh, controversy this is going to be if he's on the team, this will get bigger than football. They're gonna say, okay, now it's out, now it's out of control. So I, I that's why that's why I really can't expect to see him still a member of the Eagles when it's all said and done past us. Right. It's gonna to be tough. Right. Twitter Twitter at How about a fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Dan Nets today. Certainly not the day we expected coming in, but some big stories breaking over the course of the past couple of hours. Uh, coming up next, we're gonna go back into the NBA bubble. Doug has a great conspiracy theory. I completely agree with it. And also, one team's chances to win the NBA title just got a little bit better at Lakers. We'll get to that coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick today and well some guys are playing basketball some guys aren't as the NBA bubble uh, continues to get a little bit hotter as players have decided to report or not report Uh, Doug has a great conspiracy theory I'm so on board with we're going to get to coming up in a couple of minutes but uh, uh, the big news this morning Doug we had two players uh, make their big decisions about resuming the season in Orlando Dwight Howard who Rick Bucher told us yesterday, look, the Lakers have to have if they're going to win the title, has decided to play. He's going to join the Lakers and donate money from the restart, as much as $700,000. Meanwhile, Bradley Beal has decided to opt out of returning to the bubble for the resumption of the season. Uh, what, what do you make of these two stories here? Because I, I look at Dwight Howard and I go, hey, the Lakers are about as set as they're going to be. And, you know, getting Howard back, you know, the the, the layoff with LeBron and, and being able to recharge, I think the Lakers are going to be as just as good a spot to win it as they were before the coronavirus.
2: I, I think we're going to overthink this thing and overtalk this thing. Here's basically yes, what's happening. 100%. Here's basically <laughs> what's happening. The teams that have no chance, okay, they don't really want their best players to absolutely play. right? And, or, you know, like Victor Oladipo, they don't really necessarily want him to play, but they don't want the league to know that they're shutting it down because especially now the the Pacers are actually a playoff team. The, the, the wizards are not, are not. Um, but, uh, uh, so so for the Wizards, like, look, well, he tried to get back to get ready or whatever. They don't really want him going down there. They're, they're trying to hold on to Brad Beal or if they trade Brad Beal, maintain his proper amount of trade value. The last thing they want is to put him in, you know, a hotel like a like a T-bone steak with all those wolves and all that tampering that's going to go on. Right. But they have to make it seem like we're really trying to get the guys back and get ready because they're really going down there to just take some L's and be exhibition games for the real playoff teams for the four or five teams that have a chance to win the whole thing. So that's, what's really going on with Oladipo with Brad Beal and some of these other guys. I I believe playoff team, non-playoff team. If you don't have a chance or for a star player, not all in. I think that's some of it. The Dwight Howard. um, I think the mother of one of his kids died from COVID. Yeah. And I, I actually like what Dwight Howard's doing. Like, you know, she, Oh, she, excuse me. She had a seizure. It wasn't that's right. Um, my bad. She had a seizure. It wasn't COVID. Um, So he's reconnected with with one of his children from a previous relationship um, and he's donating all his money, all of his money to uh, to a a cause to kind of help the cause, which like, look for Dwight Howard. This is big a chance to be a part of a championship team. I know he said he was still a champion and when they lost in Houston or whatever, that was weird. And to do so with the Lakers life coming full circle, you know, obviously his first run in with with Kobe wasn't great. But now the year that Kobe dies Uh, Just part of the craziness of 2020, which people have already forgotten. Like, all of those things are interesting. But I I think that the reason he's coming back and playing is because they can win a championship. And the reason that Brad Beal's not is because they're not even going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, look, we talked about this yesterday, that many teams are going to show up with one foot in, one foot out. They're going to be ready to go. And, you know, when I hear Giannis say, boy, it's going to be so much tougher to win, I get that part of it because, hey, you're dealing with circumstances you would never had to deal with before. You're dealing with moving into a bubble and trying to play on a court where there's going to be no fans. The games are going to be earlier in the day. It's going to be insane. But at the same time, you're going to have two-thirds of the league just saying, hey, we're ready to go home. You know, so the teams that can win that are going to be the ones that know they can win are the top three and four seeds. You know, maybe if, you know. Look, the Raptors think, hey, this could be our time too. The Rockets, but it's it's not like a normal playoff where one through eight, you're going to get everything from everybody. And even though you know those those two seven matchups are going to be awesome, and they'd be tough. And those three six matchups are going to be tough. No, you're going to see these teams are going to want to say, all right, we're ready to be done, and we're gonna we're going to be down to the cream of the crop pretty easily. And I think you're going to see some pretty easy series going on before you get to the conference finals and moving on. Well,
2: and again, you know, you get up. A- three games to none and that fourth game is we they used to do one you know uh one two three cancun like now it's one two three home (laughs) imagine you've been down there for two months but look my my theory is or my hypothesis is that once you start to get deep into the playoffs they're not testing unless you have some serious symptoms they're just not the last thing they want and no one is no one who can play is going to say they're is going to report to the NBA that they're really really sick because they don't want to get tested that that's that's a that's a guess
1: oh i completely agree I can play. They'll test all the way through, but eventually we get to a point where, boy, what does it look like if suddenly if LeBron James has to sit, or Giannis has to sit, or Kawhi has to sit, and then then you're getting into asterisk playoffs. You know, you, that's the one thing you you want it to be a real playoff, and the last thing you want to say, well, the Clippers had to play their last four games of the West Finals without Kawhi. Of course, it would have went differently. As long as everybody has. Uh, you know, negative tests all the way through the NBA needs to have a bit of that plausible deniability where they can say, well, we tested everybody through and you know, we didn't know Uh, unless something crazy happens and you can see it where a story is broken, that so-and-so really was asymptomatic and was allowed to play, which would look awful for the NBA. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I can completely see that because I can see the NBA thinking we can control everything. We're in a bubble. This is not where it is normally where everybody is scattered across the country and trying to control things. You know, conspiracy theory is always tougher the more things you have to control we're controlling less of it because we're all in the bubble i mean adam silver's leaving and coming back but everybody else is all in the bubble there going on so i can completely see this happening
2: yeah uh i uh, so so we agree that like like the idea of hey let's get ready for the conference finals and lebron james and Kawhi leonard are out due to COVID 19 that 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 doesn't happen
1: that, no that doesn't absolutely 100 percent uh so Anything change your mind for the, the, the really quick in the last uh, little bit of time we have here.
2: On the Deshaun Lakers, Jackson thing? No, no, no. I was, no, oh. was going to
1: say Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, winning one of those teams winning the... the NBA title. Anybody outside of that you see?
2: No. No, I mean, like, look, I think there are teams that could be a nuisance. I, I just, it's going to be very different, and guys are going to get worn down, and I don't think their production level is going to be the same as it normally would be because, you know, three months in a hotel, you're not the same guy.
1: Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Both of us back at it later on today. Doug this afternoon from 12 to 3 Pacific. I'm on tonight. Coming up next, it's Colin Coward. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.